Josh's dabs, just to point that out for the podcast, Josh's dab. Wait, wait, Josh just snapped. Mickey Mouse is the Zodiac Killer. Josh looks like he hated it. <laughs> and welcome back to the life lab podcast hope you've had a lovely month uh welcome back today we're going to be looking at movies we're going to take on the idea of the room 101 vibe that we had last month and we're going to carry that on and this week we're going to look at movies so what we've done is we've split ourselves split the whole t- the whole uh, podcast into three segments three different genres of movie we have got action fantasy adventure we have got uh, based on a true story and we've got a guilty pleasure round so we're going to go through each round we've got one per round and we're going to have a chat and then we're going to vote for which one each round we would agree with for that genre, for that category. So let's get straight in. Let's jump straight in to round number let's one. Let, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we let, oh, s- get straight in. So like, hey, hey, hey. You've got to introduce hey, us. Fuck me. There's three people here. I just, I think, no, <laughs> right, we're just going to leave it. We're leaving this in. We're going to leave this in because, you know what, we're breaking the formula up a little bit because, you know what, I think Josh is, I think the power is going to his head a little bit. The fact that I feel a bit lesser this episode. Then, uh, Do you know, I was I was saying then, uh, that thinking, I swear there's something I've missed out here. How have I got so quickly into this? Um, maybe you're just the other two, two people in the call. Yeah. Um, yes. Bloody hell. So, carry on, uh, carry on. So we're here today with me, Josh Baldwin, Ben Mason Foster. Hello. And Josh Parkinson. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I apologise for missing them out. That is, This is how we need to start the podcast now. <laughs> we're, we're leaving that in. We're leaving that in. Um, okay, let's jump straight into it then. Let's jump straight into our movies. Uh, ben, do you want to kick us off with our first category? Action, fantasy, adventure. Okay, so... I, I, I've chosen, it was, it, obviously every category has been very difficult to make a decision on what, for me anyway, to put forward as, as mm. my quotation marks, favourite film of that genre. So um, for this one, it, it's, it's a more recent film. Um, it's, it's down the Ooh. action route rather than the fancy and adventure. But it's um, a film called The Gentleman. Oh! So basically that, that there's... Um, Matthew McConaughey, he's, he's, he's an American gentleman. Uh, he's living in the UK. He has a wife um, who's, who's Cockney from London, um, played by Michelle Dockery. And uh, he's basically a, a, a big-time drugs dealer, but he's very successful. Um, and the way he, he grows his drugs, which, which is marijuana, the sweet Mary Jane, as he likes to call it, he... Um, he uh, helps rich families out obviously in in the uk you've got lots of big stately homes but obviously everyone's having trouble uh maintaining them and the upkeep the, the cost of the upkeep of all these big historical state stately homes around the uk countryside so what he does is he gives the money towards like a new roof and whatever but in return he then grows drugs on their land i won't tell you how he grows them or where he grows them because it's smart you've got to watch the film to find out for yourself but that's what it is but he's got this massive empire. He's 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 built it from scratch um, from when he was a, a student at Cambridge, and um, uh, basically 
there's someone that's wanting to buy it and but there's also someone trying to disrupt someone from buying it to try and fuck him over basically he's he's thinking about retiring he wants to have kids but it's not the right industry to be in <laughs> with death threats if you're trying to raise a family and that's what he wants to do he wants to give it all up he's made his money he's done his bit and and that's it but it's 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 a very funny film um and it's just yeah i i, I personally think it's very good it, it made me laugh a lot and i've watched it about three or four times now it's it's good fun but it's good I've heard it. It's Guy Ritchie, isn't it? That um, directed, directed yeah. Who's the other one? Is it Hugh? <clears throat> yeah, Hugh Grant's in it as well. Hugh Grant's in it. Yeah, Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any other known actors in it. I don't think there is that I can think of. But um, I know because uh, uh, I watched Snatch, which is one of Guy Ritchie's earlier ones recently. And I heard big things about that, and I watched it, and I actually preferred The Gentleman more. So that's definitely uh, out of the two. Because I know Snatch is, renowned, is known for being quite a classic, and I still prefer The Gentleman more. I quite like the formula um, of it more. I think I think Hugh Grant's really good in it. Um, oh, absolutely. Is he, is he a good character or an yeah. evil character? Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell's great. Colin Farrell's in uh, Hugh Lo- uh, Hugh Laurie, <laughs> bloody hell. Hugh Grant is... Um, That'd be interesting. He's 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 in the he's kind of the narrator, but also he's in he's in the storyline as well. There's a bit of back and forth Mm. in present day, past day, and then whatever. Um, But he he's he's a bit of an instigator and he's a cheeky chappy basically. He's in Private Investigator, kind of. Okay then. Okay, let's. uh, Okay, Josh, let's hear your movie to go up against the gentleman in this round. So I've picked. Um, it's not too recent, but uh, 2015 it came out. A- action adventure, Mad Max: Fury Ooh. Road. Now, Ooh. this I fucking love this film. I've got this film on Blu-ray. It's a. Um, I don't know if you guys have you guys seen it. I haven't. I no. haven't. No, but I've seen. I've heard of it. Neither have you seen it. God <laughs> damn it! I knew it'd be that. So it's directed by uh, George Miller. And it's set. It's it's uh, set in a apocalyptic wasteland with Max, uh, who's a, a survivor. Um, so it's a, it's essentially it's a film where Max is is like captured by this uh, this guy who's overseeing this like little oasis in this post apocalyptic world, and is like where there's like the only fresh water for miles, and like there's all the loads of people like the. Um, I guess poor people below, and then they're like now and again they'll like release a bit of water to like keep them alive. So so he constantly is this guy, bad, this bad guy's in control, and Max gets captured by this group of people uh, because he they he they used his blood to keep these things called I think they're like half breeds or half lives. I won't. There's not much. I won't spoil everything, but there isn't much of a plot of this film. So essentially, uh, Max gets thrown into this situation where he ends up having to help uh, this woman Furiosa get. Um, I think it's like four or five girls who are who were held captive as sex slaves by this tyrant. They're being chased by all these different factions, and it's essentially a uh, two-hour film that is just a non-stop chase 
through the wasteland. And uh, I'll say this, um, some of the facts. Uh, the film is 80% real. Um, that sounds expensive. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sounds I'll, like I'll, an expensive yeah. movie. Yeah, so budget budget was 150, 185 million. So they doubled, so they doubled their budget, at least. So it made, it, it, it cost wow. a lot. The soundtrack, I can't give the props to soundtrack enough. It's like there's soundtracks that I listen to now when I'm just chilling out. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it is real intense, like rock stuff. Mm. It's good, like, it's like, it's, the, it's just like stuff like, it's like, oh, so it's like a film score, like a modern film score, kind of. Okay, so we've got The Gentleman and we've got Mad Max. Here's my addition to this. And again, I mean, this is a real show of how different our uh, movie tastes are because mine is uh, is Miss Peregrine's Home for Unusual Children. This is my... Wow. Yeah, yeah. This Interesting. Is, this is my fantasy I'm, adventure. I remember it's, seeing the trailer. Yeah. It's so... I've, I've never seen it. Oh, it's it's so different. But um, so the basic the basic synopsis is uh, it's a boy called Jake, played by what's his name? Oh, he's he's in Sex Education. Isa Butterfield. That's Ice, the one. Ice, yeah, Isa Butterfield. Yeah, Asa. Like Asa Butterfield. Asa Butterfield. Asa. Asa. Fuck's Butterfield. So there's a boy called Jake, uh, played by Asa Butterfield, who discovers uh, this house. Uh, full of peculiar children uh, and he kind of befriends them and they become really close uh, and then he has to protect these children from these uh, slender type characters characters who are called hollow ga- hollow ghasts the characters each have it was a book first uh, so it's really there's a really clear and well thought out narrative behind this and each of the characters have a different thing about them so there's a girl who floats so she has to wear iron boots to keep her down on the ground um there's a boy who um when he opens his mouth like bees come out of it there's some really spooky twins with like old style um they're like young children but they're like old style um clothes that like cover them up Um, like like the white nightgown things where it's just yeah exactly exactly and they'll be like really creepy oh yeah that was the thing if the twins uh, take their um, head uh, helmet things off uh, if they anything they look at turns to stone or something like that Um, it's really weird and so the thing that I think is great like really good about it is it's for families to watch but at the same time there's this really dark side behind it and like a, mm. a slightly kind of truthful and haunting side to it um, that is just really interesting because so about you guys I quite enjoy watching a movie and then I'll go and google stuff about it and I feel like the yeah. good movies are the ones where you can watch it and then you google and you find out like way more about it yeah yeah absolutely I feel um, like I don't mind yeah if I, yeah. yeah. Uh, right then. So <laughs> now comes the moment where we uh, decide. We, we, we'll let's have a little chat first of all. Let's let's have a little chat about about our movies. Let's ask each other questions about our movies. Yeah. yeah. If you, it, what would be your? Uh, I want I want to ask this to both of you uh, when we come mm. back round to Josh. But uh, if you could, what would be your rating out of ten? What would you rate your film? 
We do That's it, a great uh, question. Oh. Yeah. So I've got to write the gentleman now. <coughs> would you say there's any actual flaws in it? Would you? Is there for you? Would you say there's anything that would? Oh, that is so uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I that puts it down a bit. Yeah. I, I I would say. No, I, I would say for me there isn't any flaws with it because I I genuinely really enjoy every second of of the film. Like to be fair, the start is a little bit slow, and I thought that the first time I saw it. Okay. But once you actually watch it, you understand that he's setting the scene. Hmm. But the the commentary hmm. from from Hugh Grant's character helps because there's okay. like he adds in the the odd one liner that's funny, so it it doesn't make it what, I would, what most people probably think is is boring. If that makes sense. It makes it yeah. easier to. But they, you need it to set the scene. It's the same with anything. It can be a bit slow to start with, and then it it picks up. So what would be yeah. your rate out of ten then? Out of ten, I would say. I would say nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sloppy, yeah. sloppy cabbages. Let's call it nine out of ten. Sloppy cabbages. <laughs> sloppy cabbages. That's our rating system. <laughs> that's our rating system now. God, say now that's gonna have to stick. <laughs> Made that official now. Nine out of ten. Okay. Sloppy yeah. cabbages. That's that's quite that's high. That's high. I mean, there's a bias in here, that's obviously, that we're all gonna yeah. get. I mean, I mean obviously, it's it gonna well. be high. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Josh? How, what would you rate your yeah, I would. So I, yeah, I was just thinking about that. How many how many sloppy cabbages would I give it? I'm thinking I would give Miss Peregrine's uh, Home for Peculiar Children. I think I'd give that an eight out of ten because. Okay. 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 Um, I think I I was just trying to think of the reason because I I don't think I'd give it ten out of ten because there's something about it that doesn't necessarily make me want to just watch it all the time I think because there's a freaky side to it it's not yeah. one that I mm. could just put on before I go to bed even though it's a it's family not a chill watch. an easy watch kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. it takes you, you gotta kind of do a bit of thinking for it I guess and like yeah, yeah if it's night time yeah. outside um, you wanna sort of I can uh, see that pick the right time of day but um, yeah. but I mean yeah, so I, I think I'd give it an 8 out of 10 just for the fact that I probably... It's not one that I would say, oh, it's on Netflix, I'll watch it. Other streaming networks no. are available. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Should we do a little vote then? Okay. Should we do... do, do you, or do you want to have like 30 vote. seconds okay. or something? Little vote, are you ready? Um, I mean, I'm ready now. You, picking between you two is quite hard, actually. Uh, if I feel like me and Josh have got similar ac- action-y fit. I think Josh is more... It's true. Yeah. yeah. Yours is more mine's, fantasy, whereas ours is the same sort of... Mine's better. Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, mine, mine, mine's better because it's funnier, and, and my lead characters actually talk, so... Uh, <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, at least mine's got a good soundtrack. Oh. 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 <laughs> okay, I think I, I think I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. ready. Okay. okay then, Ben. What is so your? We start with Ben. What is your vote, Ben? So re- re- regardless of what what my mine and uh, Josh's little argument there, I, I I have decided to go for uh, Mrs. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children because I am a fan oh, of Tim Burton. Fucking hell. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> 
God. Um, okay then. So, so that, that, that's one down for Peregrine. Jo- jo- Josh just dabbed just to point that out for the podcast. Josh just dabbed. Um, let's um. let's go in that same order. So if we go over to you, Josh, what's your vote? Yeah, I'm kind of annoyed because you know I'm still even though you know we got. Even though me and me and Ben argued just then, I'm gonna pick Ben. I'm gonna pick the gentleman. Thank you, thank you. you I apologise. I feel bad now. The only, the only, the only reason I would I pick the gentleman over that, not because it's not because I've watched it, but one based off what I'd seen, I'm more interested. I I like the quite like the genre of um, the crime. Yeah, or like the little little mini gangsters, or like doing their mm. own little things and trying to get by and seeing how their like inner things work, and like maybe there's a lot of them. I think a lot Guy Ritchie does it quite well, where it's a story. It starts off one place with multiple characters, and then it kind of expands out, and then they all kind of like eventually coalesce at some point within the story. And I quite yeah. like that uh, kind of sort of thing. And then with Peregrine's, um, excuse me. Peregrine's thing. <laughs> uh, I would see the only. Um, I guess it's a bit based on maybe what you said. I sometimes I think it works where there's a lot of intrigue in like all these children and having. I think I would. I pref- I prefer a film to delve into like maybe a bit more serious of like the psycho like uh, how these children cope. Yeah. With that mm. kind of thing, yeah. more than which is which is the reason for my choice. Yeah. I think I, I, I would like that per, Miss Peregrine's Home thing if it was a bit more central focused on just that rather than all mm. there's a bad thing coming. You need to protect us. I'd rather it be more. I That's guess more reali- <laughs> realistic as things would go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how, yeah, but yeah, that's the reason for my choice. I'll you film it. shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. That's, that's fair no, enough. no, it's not. It's a tough one. I mean, they're very two very different different movies. And I think part of this does come down to personal preference as well. So yeah, um, mm. yeah, don't worry. Um, Definitely. So I guess so. It kind of right. Okay. So we've got one for me and one for Ben. Um, I think again. I, I mean, similar situation with me. It kind of comes down to personal preference, and just because I really like the Kingsman um, and I'm into that and I'm, well, the thing is I'm also into the detective side of stuff because there's something yeah, yeah, yeah. really interesting about a detective story where the writer has like hidden easter eggs you know um, I'm I'm going to vote for the gentleman so yeah. that's two Fucking points to Ben can't believe that Thank you very much, guys. Right then, let's go on to uh, round two. So round two is a movie based on a true story. So we'll take the same format as we did in round one. We'll go around each person and we will hear a little bit about that movie. So my movie based on a true story is Patch Adams. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Ah, um, I have no idea I what that enjoy is. It. Patch, oh, Patch Adams it. is just it's so it's Robin Williams as Patch Adams, and it's all about uh, true story, obviously, all about this doctor who is the first, who is technically the first what they call um, funny doctor or laughing laugh doctor, um, and he goes, he studies medicine and studies uh, to become a doctor. 
but he goes in. Uh, oh, but he prior to that, um, he uh, goes into a mental asylum himself, I believe. Um, I might oh. have got that wrong, but I think he does, and he learns something no. from. Yeah, he does. He yeah. does, yeah, and he learns something from one of the people um, about laughter being one of the best medicines, and so he becomes a doctor. Um, and he, yes, yeah, so he becomes a doctor, and then he goes on to test this theory of laughing being the best medicine and so he becomes a clown doctor and it's what they have in hospitals anyway now for children um but he uh did um one of his kind of main things is that as a as a laughing as a laughter doctor he wears a red nose because it makes people laugh um i think there's a whole load of psychology behind it behind the red nose um but um yeah. So, and then, and then he's, he he goes on, and um, some really sad things happen in his life. But um, the point of the story is that he starts his own hospital, and um, and that hospital is still going on today, and he still works there. He's still alive, and he still does talks. Um, not Robin Williams, actual Pat, the guy Patch Adams. Mr. Patch Adams. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, that's yeah. amazing. There we go. Classic. There you go. So I'm um, I'm setting the bar there. Setting the bar. You the fucking have set the bar. The bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh, let's Fuck. go on to yours. Josh, let's hear your um, movie based on a real life event. Okay, okay. right. Oh, I'm just stretching to bring out the big guns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. My one is literally <laughs> the complete opposite, so I don't know how I'm gonna fare to fucking Robin Williams. <laughs> but this is all. Uh, this is up there. This is probably this is probably in one of my top ten movies. Zodiac by David Fincher, Ooh. which is Ooh. Uh, based. It's uh, based on the uh, true story of the uh, Zodiac killer. Uh, so I'll read the I'll read the thing. So uh, it's about it, fo- it follows the story of Robert Graysmith. It's based on the. Uh, books that he wrote about the killings and because what this zodiac killer does he was killing people and then sending uh letters and stuff to the newspapers uh and and saying like anytime these killings appeared in like because they'd appear in the tabloids that someone's been murdered Mm. and they would get these letters and this guy claimed to be the killer and he gave himself the, the killer gave himself a name I believe in the letters, uh, and he was like, "I did, I did this," and it was like it pretty much constantly teasing these uh, newspapers and the police, and it follows their pretty much story. Uh, mostly Jake Gyllenhaal uh, uh, playing the cartoonist. He, he it's it's a film a lot about obsession and how he yeah. gets all these people um, get sucked into this Zodiac case, and it kind of becomes their life yeah. to the point where it's like. It's like destroying them. David Fincher, I think, took uh, police reports and stuff from the killings, and like the items of clothing, the people, the victims, and stuff that were murdered, the the scenes, uh, and then recreated it from from point point for point. That is, I mean, Sounds when a good. when a movie when a director is like so. Um, Particular to the point that they want the set to look exactly like how it would have done. 
Mm. Like that's yeah. it's, it's, it's just detail. another sign, isn't it, that like this is going to be a, a solid movie. Mickey Mouse is the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, right then, okay. Ben, so, over to you. Over to you. What is your movie based on a true life event? I'm the bar's been set okay. really high, so you got a tough job here. <laughs> no, no pressure. So, okay. <laughs> Uh, my movie that I've chosen that's based on uh, real life is The Imitation Game. The story of Ooh. Alan Turing and McCray cracking the Enigma code during World War II to help win the war. Yeah, That is a fantastic film. That is a really it. good film. It. Fucking. Oh, Ben. So, um, Fucking. <laughs> tell us about the movie, So ben. basically... <laughs> Bring so out the big guns. I'll, I'll tell you about the movie. So, um... <laughs> Uh, in 1939, uh, uh, the newly created British Intelligence Agency, which we know as MI6, uh, recruits Cambridge Mathematics alumnus Alan Turing, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, to crack Nazi clothes. To na- oh. <laughs> I can't English. Uh, You're not 39. <laughs> I'm going to start that again. Take two. <laughs> In 1939, newly created British intelligence agency MI6 recruits Cambridge mathematics alumnus Alan Turing, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, to crack Nazi codes, uh, including uh, the Enigma, uh, which cryptanalysts had thought unbreakable. Uh, Turing's team, including Joan Clark, who is played by Kira Knightley, uh, analyze Enigma messages whilst he builds a machine to decipher them. Turing and the team finally succeed and become heroes, but in 1952, this is the sad part, um, the, the, the genius Alan Turing encounters disgrace when authorities reveal he is gay and is sent to prison. Um, so yeah. that's, that's the sad Unbelievable. bit. Unbelievable. They, they ridiculed him just because he was gay, even though he helped them win the war, basically. And isn't he um, like lobotomized or something? He made to take drugs take to, drugs, right. uh, to I fix believe, not, his I'm, illness to f- kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, and it pretty much fucks him up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, and the, uh, it's just, it is a real tragedy that um, that time period not being um, very... Uh, it's one accepted open. it, but it was... It was well, yeah, not being very accept- accepting of that thing. Yeah. Even though this guy pretty much, without his machine... Like he saved the world, it, yeah. It, like, it's no now you can't doubt that. It's like without that machine, there's a good chance that it it, it could have ended very differently. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Without uh, without his invention, and then just the fact that it couldn't even like part. I, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying like it was okay to do it, but they it could it couldn't even have given but like I'll oh, give him a like a pardon, like even though he's gay. Yeah. And we don't agree with it at this time in this time period. It's like they was mm. they were still like, nah, it's, nah, you're going to prison. It's not like because he wasn't. It, even... it just happened all of a sudden. It, it was just it's it's less than ten years after that the war finished, and then suddenly they're, they're kicking down his door, and he's going to prison just because he he's gay. And it's yeah, time's mm. different now. You can't do that, but back then it like 
it, it just wasn't it wasn't the done thing it's, it's not right it's not right it's like, e even now like if it wasn't for the making the film i don't think i would have really known much about alan turing or or even really knew the name no me neither and for the fact that it's it's someone who who who, who made us helped us win the war and, and, and like josh said actually probably did save the world he's still not recognized enough and i know recently like they've released the new 50 pound notes and they've decided to put alan turing on them mm. So that they'll be in circulation soon, but even then, that's, that, that's just putting thing. a face on, on on a fifty pound note. Which I mean, I've never had a fifty pound note in my life. No, no. <laughs> so it's like it's not even as if it's on no. like a fifty p or something. But yeah, I think he needs more 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 credit and and recognize it recognition mm. um, than what he he does have, and and the fact that he was basically not exiled, but you know, because of because yeah. of him being gay and he, like hats off to Joan Clark as well who's portrayed by Kira Knightley because if it wasn't for her like I think like, basically I think oh, it's not really a spoiler because it's a true story so I guess you could look it up yourself but you know they get I think, spoilers. They, they get married kind of or, or, or they're together anyway so at least it, it deters the illusion that he is homosexual whilst this is all going on yeah and she really does look out for him and care for him and and I think without without her he, he would have fallen apart a lot sooner well you know, is, is, right. it, is, it, is it vote time yeah. Time. Do we want to give our? Uh, do we want to go around and give our ratings of our? Oh yeah, let's do these, the uh, yeah, sloppy cabbage ratings. Uh, oh, should I? I'll start off with my sloppy let's cabbage start. rating. Uh, wow, these mm. were this was a strong set of movies. Um, mm. Patch Adams. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give a slightly higher rating than I did for the uh, movie previous. Um, I'm gonna Sorry. give it. Um, I'm, you know, I'm gonna give 12. it. I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. <laughs> I'm gonna give it, give 10 it ten, 10 out of ten oh, because I just remember great. watching it and be and it finishing and being like again another one of those movies where I where I want to look into it more. Um, and I just remember it finishing mm. it being like that is like one of the most meaningful movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, A film that leaves you with something. Yeah, and it's one yeah. that I've remembered. Yeah for years and years okay so I'm going to give that 10 out of 10 okay. for me what about you Josh oh, nice. right. no, the Zodiac Killer see again I'm uh, obviously we're all incredibly biased to our own films <laughs> but I'm going to have to give it I'm going to have to give mine a 10 out of 10 again I don't think it's there's just so much uh, there like that's just well done. The performance is great. I'm a big fan of Jake Gyllenhaal mm. in general. His yeah. acting, anything he's in, it elevates to another level. Like it doesn't, even in like the recent in the Marvel films, he's probably one of the, and the, he's one of the best thing about it. He's great. Yeah. In anything that he does, uh, just on, on a side note, I recommend watching uh, Nightcrawler that he's in. It's one of the best performances an actor has given in recent years in my opinion I think he's phenomenal in that but um, back to the film it's uh, there's just so much I remember like just when watching it for the first time and uh, it's, it's sitting there uh, and seeing it you see you, you see the time thing and you're like oh this is going to be it's going to take a bit and then you watch it and then you just I just got more and more into it like yeah. it and it just it hooks you I've Again, I think it like that, but based on true stories are quite a big uh, hitter for me mm. because you know um, 
in some regards there might be a little bit of fiddling around with it but in general like the base thing there uh, I think is Zodiac is very like to the T um, realistic about it but uh, that kind of thing is just like you know this fucking happened and all these people have gone through these events in like in their life yeah and it's just you sit there and go Jesus Christ I could not I could not handle that and you just take you sit just sit there and go fucking hell yeah it's like I'm glad I wasn't around at that point like living in that town yeah so yeah a, a 10 out of 10 10 out, 10 out of 10. 10 would not live near that murderer <laughs> 10 out of 10 okay and uh, Ben I mean do we even need to ask really I, was, I mean no I was going to say I, I don't yeah. I think I can confidently say 10 out of 10 and no explanation is really need to be given yeah <laughs> I feel like you can't fair fault, fault it at all it like unless one. unless you want to fault the directing style or something but the story in that I think it's the same with any true story to be fair though you can't you can't fault fault it depends on what what the true story is about, yeah. but something like that, or, or like Doctor, the, the Doctor, what's it called, Doctor Snatch? Yeah. Oh yeah. wait, <laughs> wait, <laughs> Doctor Snatch. You talking about Pat Adams? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're talking about a character. I was going to go with it for like a movie between. Oh, please leave that in. <laughs> Doctor Snatch. Doctor Snatch. Uh, For some reason, I thought he was going to say like Doctor Sleep or Doctor Strange. He went to Doctor Snatch. <laughs> Holy shit! Nice. Right. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Uh, well, the scores okay. are looking good. They're looking close. I'm not gonna. Um, I'm <laughs> do not we gonna need to do a round three? Ben's fucking one. <laughs> well, no. There's still a chance. There's still a chance. Don't you worry. <laughs> what to clear the floor? <laughs> Um, no, you can actually draw with Ben. In fact, me and Josh can both draw with me or Josh can both draw with you with Ben. So uh, oh, individual yeah, votes true. as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, round three, the final round. This could be the decider. Uh, it's the guilty pleasure round. Guilty pleasure movies. <laughs> movies that you just want to put on at the end of the day or maybe you've got a day off and you're not really sure you know you're flicking through Netflix you don't really know what to put on so the easy option this is the movie that you're going to put on so let's let's start with you Josh on your guilty oh no so this is definitely something that's gonna it's more personal to me so I don't know why I picked it because I'm clearly not aiming to win the fucking game it's Scooby Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Oh, uh, that is great. I'm a massive fan of Scooby Doo. Still to this day, mm. I still like. But this is. Uh, so this so the, this one's about um, the, the, the gang go to a museum of their. All, all, the, all their past solved mysteries. Uh, all the costumes that are all in these cases. That they've all the of all the bad guys they've unmasked. You've got like uh, like Captain Cutler, Minor Forty Nine er, uh, like the zombie and stuff like all the classical Scooby Doo monsters from the old cartoon, and then they get all taken away, and uh, essentially there's this big mask guy, um, <laughs> as it usually is, where and they have to go find out what's going on, and during it, their old these costumes that these obviously because it's usually a guy in a mask 
these costumes get brought to life and then they are actual real things and the gang's got a uh, I guess kind of go back to their roots uh, essentially round them all up again but it's like it, it it's great <laughs> this is the thing about guilty Sweet. pleasures though because a lot of the, a lot of it is a, a guilty pleasure is like and something either nostalgic or something that holds a, <clears throat> a good memory to it and i know what you mean like i'm surprised you were saying like that you feel like you've got a weak option there because as soon as i heard scooby-doo i was like that is that is a shout i think the second one is the best is the is the better one of the two yeah and my yeah. favorite scene in the in the second one is when scooby goes undercover and he's got like the afro one and like this <laughs> oh suit God. in the pub it's so good yeah and they he's just dancing sleep. with all these like bite this biker gang and pirates and shit like he's I like doing that he's like this. he's like nodding yeah. his head <laughs> and his relax, afro's like kind it. of shaking off <laughs> Yeah, and he's it's it's, great. I just love the fact that he can pass for human yeah. in these situations, where and by just putting a wig in it, and he stands on his hind legs uh, yeah. with a with a fucking, and he's got like a a jazz like a proper like flare jeans, and he's like walking in with a, like basically Shaggy and Scoob are just trying to infiltrate this little gang hideout where all the people that they've put away in the past. Um, it's just it's pretty. I mean, uh, the the animation of Scooby Doo. Was ju- I don't know when the movies came out, but the animation of Scooby Doo was just—I feel like so good for its time. It must have come out like two thousand four. Now it's incredibly—it is incredibly dated. I feel like for it's not terrible. Mm. I think they did a, a, an all right job at animating Scooby. I don't. I want. I think he looks enough cartoony. Uh, I feel like it's just enough. I think if they went full on, yeah. Like a dog that talks, like a real proper, uh, just like a like a really realistic looking dog. I think it would have made it a lot worse. I think he's animated enough. I guess if we're grouping in the first one, I think the first one captures the two thousands a lot more than the second one for sure. I mean, it's early two thousands. I think the first one was two thousand two, and it's just you see all these guys. They've got I think it's Sugar Ray or something. One of the like <laughs> early two thousand bands playing in it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's some of the hairstyles are like you know there's the ones where it's like you twist the it's like twisted tips. spikes, frosted tips. It's fashion, man. It's fashion. Oh, that's a great oh, movie. That is a great movie. That's nostalgia right there. There you go. All right, I think we should move on. Right then, yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. I mean, there'll be plenty of time to cut out because obviously we're watching movies, but. Uh, um, yeah, let's. Uh, who's who's next? Oh yeah, Ben. All right then, uh, ben, ben. What is your Hello. what is your movie? What is your guilty pleasure movie? Tell us about your guilty pleasure movie. Okay, uh, I'm just deciding which one to pick. Cause I had two, so I'm I'm because I felt like it's gonna be a draw. I'm gonna save one Ooh. and put forward this one, and just hope that I can put the other one forward next. Okay. What's so the one I'm putting forward as my guilty pleasure movie is a is a personal personal favorite from. It was my favourite film growing up as a child. Um, it's a Tim Burton film. Uh, oh. It came out in 2003. It is one of Tim Burton's films that is not as widely known. And it's uh, Big Fish. Ooh. There oh, that's go. that one that you recommended, wasn't it? A while back. Um, yeah, to you and I think Sam. Sam's watching it, but yeah. It's a musical, yeah. isn't it, as well? It was oh. a film and then about six years ago it's attended a musical but mm. um, anyway yeah. so uh, it's a Tim Burton film 
It's a fantasy film. It's about two hours, five minutes long. Uh, and I'll, I'll give you the plot quickly. It's uh, basically when Edward Bloom, played by a uh, great actor called Albert Finney, becomes ill, his son William, played by Billy Crudup, travels to be with him. Uh, William has a strained relationship with Edward because his father has always told exaggerated stories about his life, and when William thinks he's never really told the truth. Even on his deathbed, Edward recounts fantastical anecdotes. Um, when William, who is a journalist, starts to investigate his father's tales, he begins to understand the man and his penchant for storytelling. So basically, uh, all his life his dad's always told him stories from a young young age, like bedtime stories, about, oh, when I did this, when I did that, and he's never believed them. And obviously, years and years down the line, he's, he's been growing up and he's had the same stories over and again. He's like, look, Dad, I'm not kidding anymore. You can stop telling me these made-up stories. Um, so he basically thinks he's a massive bullshitter. <laughs> um, so uh, the story then shows us throughout the film, it's basically his, his father's dying. It's a bit of a sad story. Um, his father's dying um, and uh, his son uh, basically goes back home to you know, be there for the last moments, like last few weeks kind of thing. Um, but then whilst he's there, his uh, son's wife uh, comes and she's pregnant which is a shame because obviously his, his dad's dying but she's he's never going to see his grandson kind of thing um, so uh, she he then tells her the stories and then that's how we learn about the stories kind of because it then goes back in time and uh, Ewan McGregor plays his dad but younger and then it's just about how he met his wife what he did during the war and all that sort of stuff but it all seems exaggerated and not real um, basically he starts to die and then they're going through all his stuff before he dies like in the shed and then they're finding like oh he's missing papers from World War 2 and then slowly he's putting all the dots together and it turns out that basically every, all the stories he told him is true just every now and then he's made something a bit more theatrical mm. but it, it is basically basically true instead of like beating up 10 guys he, he beat up 4 yeah but it's all it's all true basically and um, his his father his son basically realises that and uh, is sorry and then it basically ends with I'm not going to say how it ends but it ends with him going to his dad and his dad's literally dying on, on in his hospital bed and then he's like he's like his dad asks him tell me a story and then the son starts to tell a story and then that's what really after the, the events of the whole film you then start to it, it chokes you up a bit and um, yeah. uh, you know his, his dad is like amazed because his son's actually now telling him a story when he he hates stories and that's why he becomes a journalist and all that sort of stuff because mm. he always hated what what his dad storytelling because he just thinks it's a load of bullshit basically so it i'm not doing it very i'm not doing it justice wow. you have to watch it but that's something quite sentimental about that like that's quite yeah. like nice that's like that's quite a nice movie like in terms of like yeah. relatability it's about a father-son relationship, basically, mm. and how you see it progress and, and, and come out better rather than going from hate to... Because basically, I, at his wedding as well, the son's wedding, he the dad started telling a story as his like speech when he stood up, and then that was it, and they hadn't spoken for years after that because that was like the final straw. Yeah. And so they, they never spoke. But obviously, he's dying, so we felt, oh, I'm, I've got to go home then and see my dad yeah. before he dies. So it, it's, it's moving, but it, it's very well put together. It's got, like... Uh, Ewan McGregor Helena Bonham Carter uh, some other people I can't remember the names off the top of my head but they're all in it as well um, yeah it's, it's just a fantastic has film has it got Johnny Depp in it? no right, <laughs> classic 
like classic. Burton. Well, that's what <laughs> I was Tim thinking. Burton. Yeah, but maybe yeah. it's too early for that. What year did it come out? Two thousand and three. Oh, okay. So I think Edward Scissorhands was out by then. Oh, right. I'm not sure. Yes. Right. But uh, I'll, I'll I'll put a trailer. Up. That yeah. looks so. That does actually look so good, though. I'll be honest. Like when you were no offense, Ben, but when you were describing it, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is right. But then, but then I. Know. I I realise like when in Tim Burton's way he puts like a wacky spin on it and like the colours um, and, and actually yeah it looks oh, I really want to watch that now it looks really good Josh looks like he hated it <laughs> <laughs> he's like not my cup of tea nah <laughs> uh, just going to counter that and just say not going to lie <laughs> I thought he looked a bit fucking stupid <laughs> <laughs> No, you can't say that. It's got a beautiful oh, underlying I'm s- message. I'm sorry, but it, the, the, like even the even you describing it before I'd watched it, I was like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just something about it where I, know. Uh, I don't know how much that would be my cup of tea. Uh, no. Maybe if I watched it, I might I, I could change my opinion. But from watching the trailer, that wouldn't if like I, I just watched that. Like if that yeah. was coming out now, I wouldn't. But I'd be like, this looks, this is a little like so I'd watch. No, and to be fair, that's completely fair because I, I, I introduced it to my flatmates as well, and we, and we all watched it together. Because I was like, yo, I just want you to watch this one film. If I ask one of you, one thing of you guys, whilst I live with you for the past two years, is just watch this film. <laughs> and I tried from like what you said, they had the similar sort of reaction. They're like, oh, sounds a bit. But once you actually see it, and you, you see like the subliminal message throughout it, and all that sort of stuff, you. You appreciate it more and like mm. everyone's just started crying at the end just because of the ending as well it's i don't know it's hard it's one of these films it's hard to describe you've just got to watch it and then you either love it or well, hate it but there's no one's ever really hated it so based on what i said before we're all gonna have to watch yeah. these films before the next time we do this so yeah. that's true that's true so remember my comments now. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is going to come on. And We've got a record now. <laughs> you're going to mention it, and then Josh is just going to burst into tears. It was such yeah. a good movie. <laughs> Josh, I'm so I take it all back. <laughs> I'll burst into tears. I'll be like, it was so bad. Stand it. <laughs> uh, all right. Wow. Okay. So this go. is a, this is another strong go. round. Okay. So my movie. <clears throat> Okay, so my movie uh, is, again, very different, very different. Um, And uh, my movie is about time. About time. Have you guys seen it? No, but I've been told I look like Donald Gleeson from it. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. I mean, he's ginger. I have not seen it. Um, You do, actually. That's so true. Um, About time is, um, it's a rom-com, but I wouldn't say it's like a, it's like a chick flick rom-com it's more of a kind of uh, no. there's a lot more to it there's a lot more to it yeah there's a lot I've more never seen it but I imagine it a bit more like like Love Actually it's not like a chick flick rom-com it's just a nice rom-com that anyone can watch yeah it's like a well made rom-com so it's got oh, I didn't google this before um, but it's got a really famous oh, actor on. in it uh, hang on let me just really quickly google yes okay so in the movie, it's got Rachel McAdams, Margot Robbie, Domhnall Gleeson, Bill Nighy, to name a few. I mean, they're the kind of well-known 
well-known ones. Um, so mm. it's based around this. It's based around a family, um, and uh, all the men in the f- and and Bill Nye who has got cancer, um, and is kind of slowly dying, uh, tells his son that all the men in the family have this power where they can uh, go back to any time in their life in the in their past in their past uh, and all they have to do is go into a dark room think really think keep thinking about the time they want to go back to and then they'll go back to that time um and so so that's the kind of premise of it there's this this family and all the men in the family have this ability um and uh and so essentially it kind of stems from that and this guy kind of meets this girl that he really likes but he keeps messing it up with her oh so they go on a date to uh i don't know whether you've heard of it ben because you live in london uh it's like um uh it's like a restaurant but it's in the dark completely in the dark uh i don't know if you've heard of it i've i i I don't haven't so. heard of that. Well, it sounds really cool. I'd love to go there, but it's a restaurant, um, and um, you go in. It's completely pitch black, and you sit uh, sit in uh, next it's tables of two, and you sit with a random person. You just have a chat. You can't see them. You you go out, and you don't even know who they are really. Um, but anyway, so he goes to this place, and he meets this girl, um, and uh, they go out. They find out who each other are is. And then, um, yeah, they they kind of have the classic boy meets girl romantic relationship. Things go well, things go wrong, yeah. and Domhnall Gleeson. Um, every time something goes wrong, he's just able to go into a dark room, think about the time he wants to go back to, and does that. And then a load of complication happens where his sister gets really injured in a car crash. Um, oh yes, that was it. Spoilers. His sister gets really, yeah. His sister gets really injured in a car crash, but at the same time as that, his wife is, his wife has a, has a child. Yes, he's he's had a child, or his wife is pregnant. Donald Gleason's wife is pregnant, the girl he met, um, and it's all very complicated. The movie does a better way of explaining this, but um, he 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 tries to go back in time to before the car crash to warn his sister. She's also in an abusive relationship, so he's going wants to go back in time to, to get out of the relationship. But at the same time, that has effects on his own life um, because he's got a child, and so he go he goes back in time. The child isn't the same child that his wife had, and and yeah. So uh, the movie does a better way of explaining this, but um, that is the premise of it. So it's time travel but the effects of time travel and how that can actually be a bad thing. So if anyone's if anyone listening has ever thought that time travel could be their superpower then uh, this movie has a great way of explaining how there are good things to it and there are bad things to it. I thought you were going to say I, I don't know if there's anyone listening that's time traveled but uh... <laughs> <laughs> but just be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, and and Bill Nye, yeah, really. There's really sad movie about Bill Nye as he kind of becomes um, the sh- a shell of himself um, throughout. So me, me and, me and Josh Baldwin have done gone for the heart wrenches, and, and Josh has just gone with yeah, let's fuck it, let's have fun with Scooby Doo. I, <laughs> I, I think it really shows our our personalities. It does, doesn't it? it really <laughs> does. You go the heart wrench, and I'm like uh, ch- uh, ch- child. Show, child show, <laughs> kid show, kid show. <laughs> I, 
I like that. That literally that the only bit that made me that made me laugh. <laughs> I laughed at one bit where he went, my, my, my son, my dad. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ. Do you know what? I what's felt the cheesiness of that bit? It's it's a, you know it's, it's a cheesy movie. But do you know what's what I I really like about it? And we we touched upon it earlier in the podcast about this whole thing of like British movies don't rely on mm. swearing. And like that money is that money. That movie is is. There are funny moments in it, you know. Possibly not like laugh out loud, but they're like cutesy, funny moments. Uh, and there's no swearing yeah. in it, as far as I know. But like when you watch American movies, the funny moments all have swearing in them. Um, I feel like it's because it's the type of humour though. British humour seems to be more sarcastic or or blunt, whereas Americans, it's it's. Know, it's that. an accent thing as well and hmm. yeah it's the yeah it's the delivery yeah 100 percent. i mean that is that's so true yeah should we uh should it's we true. vote do, do the, t- the final votes let's vote this is a tough one i think we should um we no, i just really hope i just really hope it's it's a draw so i can redeem oh, myself for the next film what our ratings we gotta do our ratings oh yeah ratings yeah uh, Josh, what's your let's quick do a quick fire ratings. Josh, what's your rating? See, I'm gonna give it. I'll be a bit more. I'll be a bit more fair on it. I'll give it an eight out of ten. I, won't, I can't give it a ten out of ten. Like, it's just obviously it being. It is a guilty pleasure, and I can't say that it's a fucking perfect movie because it really ain't. It definitely isn't. Okay, so that's an eight out of ten. What do we call it? Soggy cabbages. Eight soggy cabbages. Uh, ben, what would you rate Big Fish? Well, you see, I'm depressed now because Josh, Josh just shat on it. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, okay. I know, I understand it's not for everyone as well. It's just for me, it was... I just really enjoyed it. Um, and that's I'd say maybe enough, an eight then. as well. You know. Yeah. It's just because it's a childhood film. It's it, I've just always liked it, and every now and then when I'm feeling like not like I'm down all the time, but mm. if I'm like I'm in a bit of shit mood, what's going to pick me up? Oh, that film I loved as a child, Big Fish. Big Fish. And it's got yeah, so eight out of ten. Um, I would give about time. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to give it a more fairer rating. I think I would give it a um, eight out of ten because I would question whether the movie would still whether I'd enjoy the movie so much if I'd question how much I watched the movie if it didn't have the sentimental value of the particular time that I've watched it before um, yeah. so for that reason I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 um, okay, okay let's vote uh, let's vote Josh do you want to start time. off let's go in the order Oh, oh, don't see. It's really difficult. <laughs> I can't um, picture him watching either of our films, to be honest. <laughs> I can't either. I'm so intrigued. Uh, he's he's probably starting thinking, what the fuck is that shit that they brought to the table? Like, uh, I think, uh, yeah, okay. As much as, like, uh, it really pains me, but, like, out of both of them, the time travel is a lot more interesting. The, to me than Big Fish because at least I can watch that and go uh, uh, yeah 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 I get with this oh, I like a bit of romance and that and it's got a little time travel flair mm. and that Big Fish nah small <laughs> pond mate 
<laughs> okay, so no, that's, that's one fair. point. That's fair. One point to about time. Ben, what are you going to vote for? Who's so, your vote going I was to? Just for like nostalgia and 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 again, kind of linked to childhood. I was. I'm going to vote for Scooby Doo. I, I I really want to see about time, but Scooby Doo like talking about it and then remembering like the scene of, of Scooby dancing and all that sort of shit I was like oh my god it's an absolute banger yeah uh, I'm exactly the same from me the nostalgic the, the nostalgia of it the feeling of like being um, however old I was eight or something uh, oh 2003 wait I would have been way younger than that five or six four about five Seven. or six yeah. yeah sitting on a sofa Scooby Doo on telly yeah 100% that's that's a vote vote there Fuck yeah i'll take that okay um so the winner is yeah the winner is ben with four points uh second place is josh with three points and third place is me with two points so there we go that was very close yeah yeah um close call call. so now we have a goal to watch all of these movies should, we probably should say that the the parts that we cut out where we just watched a thing or a trailer will be in like the description on YouTube. Yeah. Not on, obviously not on the uh, wherever if people listen to it. But if you want to like watch the stuff that we do, it'll be there. Um, yeah, we'll whack some uh, whack some links in the, tra- in the description. Well, uh, that brings us up to the end of this uh, movie I'm not sure what we'll title the podcast uh, but it's like Room 101 movie style podcast thank you so much shitting on big fish (laughs) Uh, thank you so much for thank you so much for listening Uh, it's goodbye from me goodbye it's goodbye from Ben goodbye and it's goodbye from Josh see ya see you next month Josh how do we end the podcast like this.